0: What's up? Welcome back to another edition of Major League Talk. I am your host, JD Johnstone. Alongside me always is the Houdini Dean Kanganis and Jimbo himself, Jimmy Wyke. What's going on, boys? What's popping? How we doing? Episode 14, the Ernie Bakes edition. Uh, before we were uh, about to press record, we were having a conversation about what is a Woba. Uh, you guys want to explain?
1: All right. So JD said that he was doing a little research on MLB Network, right? And they were discussing uh, a Woba of a particular player DJ LeMahieu. DJ LeMahieu. Um, elite hitter, one would say. And. Me and Dean were scratching our heads. We're like, what's a WOBA? So I do a quick quick Wikipedia search, and it is weighted on base average, right? Which sounds simple enough, correct? Weighted on base average. Kind of just sounds like whatever. But the formula per fan graphs of how you determine WOBA is as follows. .69 times non-intentional base on balls plus 0.72 times hit-by-pitches, plus 0.88 times singles, plus 1.247 times doubles, plus 1.578 times triples, plus 2.031 times home run, and all of that is divided by at-bats plus base-on-balls minus intentional base-on-balls, plus sacrifice-flies, plus hit-by-pitches. Now, I'm not really sure who came up with the 0. 0.69, 0. 0.72, 0. 0.88, 1.247, 1.578 and 2.031, but I don't know, man.
2: I- <laughs> this, this 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 is my this is my problem. What? What douchebag <laughs> sat in his Yale or Harvard dorm and came up with this stupid equation to figure out that someone's a good baseball player. (laughs) This this is ridiculous. And this is the stuff that I'm talking about where I uh, like the statistics that uh, the, 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 the whole data analytics and everything that people come up with, like wins above replacement. I get I get that.
0: Woba? Woba. I didn't even know that was a stat until I saw it on MLB Network. I'd never heard of that before. I don't know if it's a new thing that Brian Kenny created. I I don't know.
2: Woba sounds like a workout video. Like back in the 90s when you would buy like a VHS. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like – and, and you, would, you, would put, you would pop it in and you'd be like, all right. Like, you, got okay. some, you get some B-list celebrity up there just yeah. dancing and you're like, oh, yeah. nigga, it's, let's yeah. WOBA. Yeah, I got, a, I got a WOBA today before I go to lunch. <laughs> what the hell is this? I, I don't know. And what do these numbers
1: stand
0: for? That's what I was trying to figure out, man. What does it stand for again? What is WOBA?
1: Weighted um, on base average.
2: Like, what, what is he in honors classes? Like, this is bullshit.
0: Yeah, I think there's so many more like absurd like statistics that we don't even know about. That was just touching on our last podcast. We just yeah, you are going over the
2: analytics. Hold on. It was created by a man named Tom Tango.
1: Very powerful name. Very powerful name.
2: Okay, Elite. apparently. So. Here, here, here's the funny thing. While I'm bashing this loser, okay, <laughs> Tom Tango actually has a really strong resume. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get the Yale or Harvard right? Um, I'm fact-checking this. Tom, Tan- Well, first of all, he was born in Canada. He does a lot of, of- – Wait, wait.
1: I'm sorry. You're missing out on his uh, nickname. Oh, like I'm sorry. nickname, the the
2: the Tango Tiger, the Tango Tiger like elite. I'm, That's huge. I'm sorry, dude. The, this the, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. I'm just trying to figure out where he went to college so I can prove my point. But he he's from Canada and he does a lot of work um, in the NHL, crunching statistics there and and analytics and and like even the NHL has has a ridiculous amount of of analytics that have taken over the game, but he developed FIP and
0: I've heard of that. That's pitching.
2: Yeah. He developed fielding independent pitching
1: and Woba. And I think FIP is definitely a little more
0: important, but what do I know? Well, there you have it. That's a Woba.
1: There you go. That's our, that's our little, uh, little tirade of the day.
2: Tom Tango.
0: And maybe we'll do that more often. You learn something new every day on this podcast. Learn something new.
2: How well, can you trust somebody named the Tango Tiger? I trust him immensely.
1: You come up to me and say, hey, how you doing? Tango Tiger here. I'm giving you the keys to my house. You can do whatever <laughs> you want, man.
2: Here's uh, my that,
1: bank statement, bro.
2: That just sounds like a guy you meet in a back alley. Like, hey, I'm, I'm looking for the Tango Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> He's some drug
1: kingpin, like it's a speakeasy. Yeah, up, yeah. Uh, Tango Tiger here, and he just like
2: opens the door. Like that's the floor a, lowers. That's a that's a prohibition
0: gangster name, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's what it is. That's what it is. Well, the uh, is. London series is finally over. Um, the Yankees absolutely demolished the Red Sox in both games. Uh, they won both. Total of fifty runs were scored. An absolute slugfest, and right away, everybody's concern was Rick Porcello sucks. And then, as any baseball fan, you would think, what was it, like a six-run lead right away? You would think that Tanaka would come out and have a shutdown inning, but no, gives, gives up seven, uh, six runs and ties the game. What was what? wrong with the mound?
1: Okay, first of all, it was 385 in center. Um, that was a problem.
0: There were what? no home runs. Yes, there was. Yeah, not to center. Yes. Oh, my God. Like the, In the, the first inning, they were, all the right, they were to right field from the, from the Red Sox.
2: Yeah, but it, it doesn't matter about the dimensions. It, like, there was something wrong. Like, and, and It this was
1: is- like it, – it was um, – I forget who said it. I heard it somewhere. But it was like Coors Field. Oh, gee. It was Coors Field, steroids. Yankees Park, and, and Wrigley Field all had a love child. That's what it was. Because the ball was flying like it was in course, and a short right field. I mean, it was it was the same thing. I don't know. It was.
0: Just, it was I mean, a- was it shorter? Were the, was like the mound not as high? Were, like the were the balls tighter? No. Like you can't you can't tell me something like they didn't do something to like go and put on a show for like. The fans in London. Dude, the ball's juiced A hundred percent that ball was juiced. Dude, balls are juiced
2: everywhere. And they just happen to be juiced
1: super juiced in London.
2: You know, like they, they like how how important would those have games have been if both games were one nothing or three two?
1: Who cares? You know what I'm saying? Who cares? But you if you go, you go to a different continent in front of a sellout crowd of however many people it was, I mean, you're going to want to score some runs, you know? And so some guy being like, oh, oh the game was five hours long. Blah, blah, blah. You know, who cares? They scored 35 runs combined, you know?
2: Yeah. So, some things in life, like, they add up. And you're like, is it just a coincidence or is this happening for a reason? And and it, there's no way that's a coincidence. I've, I've never, I've never seen a ball jump like that. And, you know, I don't, the way that that stadium's built, it's not like there's a wind tunnel that just elevates that baseball, you know? And it, and it looked like balls were jumping off the bat.
0: Well, you know what I think too? I think that it. I'm not saying this is why they hit the ball. I think they had a better view of the ball coming in. If you look at center field, there was just a big black like, tarp over the seats that was like all the way down to the fence in center field and like, all the way up almost to like the second deck. I don't think there's any baseball stadium that like, has that. I think like, you the can't, view, no, no, you like, can't, the batter's no. eye, was like, so much easier to see, I think. No, you, can't, you can't say the hitters were hitting because of the batter's eye.
1: I mean, you're I'm gonna not say- saying
0: that. It I think that helped them. I'm
1: going to say smaller dimensions, okay, and juice baseballs. That's what happened.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I agree with that. I I do agree, like, the hitter's eye probably helps a little bit. It's the same thing. My argument with steroids has always been the same, which is, like, you still need to hit it, you know, And and they still were putting good swings on the baseball. I'm not taking that away from the players, but I think there was a little added assistance to the offensive explosion.
1: i i agree with that fully
0: yeah for sure and speaking of the yankees they just what was it a two-game series with the mets they just finished it scored what eight run nine runs seven runs yeah they split they split the series with the mets they lost uh two nights ago and they won last night domingo her mom was back on the mound after having an inflamed hip he was activated off the 10 uh day il and he was stellar for him don't you think did you guys watch the game
2: I did. I I was going back and forth. Um, last night's game was. Um, I I was I was distracted last night with the Jimmer Fredette news. To be honest with you, that's a okay. So I'll was, go on. I was trying to get to the bottom of why this guy comes from China gets gets a. Get some looks with, with the Warriors and after two games just packs his shit and leaves. <laughs> I've, I've never seen a professional athlete quit except that guy on the Bills last year that quit at halftime.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, By the way, Dean's, Dean's a, a big uh, Knicks fan. What do you think about the Nets? Uh, How about let's talk about the
1: Knicks for a second. Okay. How about the so, Nets? So, How awesome is it to tank to get nobody you
2: wanted? See, here's – and like here's the thing was like – oh my god. First deck <laughs> – and I'm going to try and be quick. I swear to god I'm going to try and be quick. But the, 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 whole, the, the whole strategy, right, was to clean up the organization because it was a mess, OK? They traded Porzingis not because of cap space but because he told them he's not re-signing there. So the deal had to have been done. Okay, I'm fine with that. You you, you rid some contracts and Tim Hardaway Jr. who who got overpaid to begin with. But first of all, let me say that the contracts in the NBA are a joke. Okay, Chris Middleton got 168 million dollars and he's a tier two type basketball player. Okay, um, there there were players that were walking over, walking away with 70 million dollars that were tier threes, and that's just the way that the NBA free agency works. That that part of it's a joke. Second of all. If you're the Knicks and, 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 you, and you max out Durant for $168 million, because if you really think about it, Durant's getting paid for three years $168 million because he ain't playing next year. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about a, a, a $55 million contract per year for that, that he's going to play. If he doesn't pan out and the Knicks gave him that money, the 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 entire like if he comes back and he's not healthy the entire fan base is going to blow up the organization for once again committing money to somebody who couldn't deliver so i was okay with not signing durant how you lost out on Kyrie that's what my next question was blows my mind you know and that's something that apparently he's wanted from for a while was you know he, he he grew up in in, in Jersey. I, I think he lived in Brooklyn for a while. I think you know Jay Z might have gotten in his ear a little bit. So like you lose out on on Kyrie. Okay, sounds good. Okay, but for the overall moves that the Knicks made, I'm not furious with it because they signed everyone to two and three year deals. Yeah, they got tier three and tier four players. I think Julius Randle is probably a tier two player with tier one potential. But look, you mm. got. Yeah, look at his numbers. Okay, he's he, he's solid, and he was in New Orleans. You know, he had to do it all himself. But I'm I'm like when you look at the Knicks starting lineup, everyone is under the age of twenty five, and all they had to do was do what the New York Rangers organization did, which was send a letter to the fans and say, "Hey, this is what we're doing, and this is why." And, yeah, but and,
1: you you can make that same argument. That's what they're doing this year. Hey. We're going to go out and lose 50 games, but don't worry. We'll get you a number one lottery pick and Kyrie. And they did none of that.
2: Well, so, but that was my problem was they came out and said, we're were the owner, James James Dolan, who is an idiot. Okay. If, if the Rangers weren't good for 10 years, Madison square garden would be irrelevant, but he came out in March and said, free agents are dying to come here. No, they're not. MSG is no longer the mecca of basketball. You can't sell it to the younger generation. I'm getting pissed. And the point is, if, if you can build the team organically, I'm fine with it. But you need to make the playoffs in the next three years. No excuses. If you don't make the playoffs in the next three years, have the balls and sell the team. It's all I'm asking you to do. And, and they're already talking about, well, in, in two or three years, they're going to offer Giannis a, a super or a max contract, and then they're going to super max him after, after those four years. Like, you can't plan for free agents anymore. You just need to build through the draft. I'm perfectly fine with R.J. Barrett. I think he has a higher upside than Zion. I think Zion I'm a
1: huge fan of R.J. Barrett.
2: Yeah, I think, I think a huge Zion. Huge fan of R.J. Barrett. I love R.J. Barrett. I think Zion's going to produce more year one. I think R.J. Barrett has the most upside in the draft. And everyone was sold on John Morant. I'm not a big fan of someone who played at Murray State. I know, you know, like Kawhi played at San Diego State. There are plenty of people that, that play at mid-majors and come in and, and take the league by storm. But I'm perfectly fine with the ben Knicks. Curry. Steph played at Davidson. Like, after the dust settled, I'm okay with it. Was I pissed? hundred percent but am i okay when the dust settled yeah i'm okay with it but they're gonna suck
1: no 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 no. i agree with you i'm just i was just trying to get your your hot take on that real quick sorry Uh,
0: and that that was dean's uh and we digress but before we move on from the london thing i I just i forgot to mention did any of you like you guys watch the game right did you like watch part of it yeah i watched the game i watched it I did you guys like notice like every time there was a foul ball or like a home run hit and someone caught it, like everybody like gave them a high five for catching it or like, and they were like, Oh my gosh, can I see what the baseball looks like? I thought it was the funniest thing. Somebody
1: tweeted in the stadium on the jumbotron before the game. They said on it read don't, or don't forget if you catch a ball in the stands, you can keep it. And I was just like, well, yeah, well, yeah, because cricket—that's a throwback. Okay, well, I don't know how big cricket is in the British Isles, but I was sitting there. I was like, you know, that's it's it's cool because you know that's a whole another culture and um, another continent and just a whole other group of people that are getting involved in baseball now. And I think it's good for the game, obviously. Um, but it was just kind of cool to see people experiencing it for the first time.
2: I think I think Buster only was on the street and he was asking people questions. And he was like, do you know what a foul ball is? And they were like, yeah, when the, when the ball hits the ground. But, you know, these people have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> they have no idea what's going on. And, and it's okay. You know, because I think you got their attention a little bit. But if the MLB tries to expand, you know, to London, uh, I don't know. I mean. That is, okay, let's just, that's very far down the road. Yeah, like that. that it's just, I don't know. That's, well, they,
0: are, they are coming back Cubs and Cardinals next year in London.
2: I
1: don't think they're ever going to send an expansion team out there
2: though. I don't, I don't think you can. I no, mean, I it, don't think you can either. Unless, unless they come to the U S and play, you know, 40 games in the U S and then go back and, and have 40 games at home where, you know, each team goes out there and plays like a six game set over like a week. You know, and I think the logistics of that is insane.
1: Yeah, I, I, just, I don't think that's very feasible, at least in the near future. I mean, look, obviously it was a good first step. Um, you know, the games were extremely exciting. Um, so...
2: But hold on, speaking of cricket, does anybody even know what the hell is going on? Because I think it's awesome. I love watching it, but I've, I, know, I have no idea what is happening at any point.
0: I think I, all I know is all that I know, like, it bounces and I think if you hit it anywhere it like it's not a foul ball.
1: No, you got to but I know you got to run like x amount of feet forward and touch something and then run back and that's a run.
2: And like, like this is what I see. I see this is like I see a pitcher skipping rocks. I see three bowling balls. Oh pits. no, but they but, throw gas. Oh, they throw gas. But I see a pitcher skipping rocks. To try and hit three bowling pins behind the plate. I see a ridiculous amount of diving catches with bare hands. It's got to hurt. I see people go absolutely insane if they hit a ball 400 feet in foul territory. If it is foul. Um, And I see people, you know, running suicides. And it's not called runs. It's called like... Um, what the hell are they called? They're not called Runs.
0: Points? No, I don't think they're points. Uh, it, it doesn't really matter anyway. But I actually, I, I was uh, listening. To, it's called oh, Wickets. Oh, Wickets. <laughs> I was listening to The Short Porch. Dean, do you like I thought I actually started like laughing in my car while I when so, when I heard this. So they had someone tweet them, like they always like answer questions at the end of their uh podcasts. It's a Yankee podcast. And one of them I didn't think was as funny, but the other like the other one was funny. They said they should've kept Jonathan Holder on the team and left him there, which was like the eh one, left him in London. But then they said they should have when they were going through uh security and stuff, uh Getting on the plane to London because J A Happ was supposed to pitch in London. They should have like put a gun in his bag or something. Yeah,
2: I mean, like that. Someone just like slide a kilo of cocaine in his bag, like at customs, and just have him get arrested in London. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like that would I would have been perfectly fine with that. I'm not trying to ruin his life. I'm trying to save his life. Trying to save his ERA. Like that. That that's how he needs to look at it. It's like I'm not trying, trying to save to, the team ERA. I'm trying to save you, bro. You know.
0: Yeah, and breaking. Uh, Bartolo Colon, aka Big Sexy, is on Instagram now. Did you guys see his video? His video v- this morning. Videos. I did He's not. His video three hours ago. I did not. What is this one? Is it, it more it, exercising? It's, it's, it's jumping a seven, No, no,
1: no. It's a it's a seven second video. And it's him holding a cup of coffee. And for the first three seconds, it's nothing. And then it's. Good morning. And it's another three seconds of nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why
2: can't, why can't. Listen,
1: listen, listen. listen. Ready? Good morning. Good morning, my friends. That's the whole thing. Good morning. Good morning, my friends.
2: Like, why can't he? Like, I feel like, I feel like he would hold his own in the hot dog eating contest.
0: Which is coming up.
1: It's he gets an Instagram and then just doesn't know how to act. He posts everything, post a picture of his pool table, just sick. And then the next picture is him. In, I don't know, some some fucking some waterfall, there's another another one of him riding a bike and then another one of him flying a plane. And those are all in like a five minute time span.
0: Yeah, it's the greatest thing that I think that's happened on Instagram for a while. Uh, but if you want to follow him, it's at, at BCologne40, if you want to follow him. Well,
2: if, if you also want something interesting, follow Tanaka's Twitter. <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he says everything in Japanese, and it's translated to English. And, and it, it sounds ma- hilarious.
0: After every that's- win. After every time he pitches, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 good, it's, it's good
0: reads. <laughs> well, uh, this is a new thing. It's not really a segment, but it can be a segment. But it's going to be fact of the day, fact of the podcast. This is just a fact about baseball, history, records, dates, or anything, really. And I kind of got the idea when I was listening in from uh, the Subway series, and uh, Bob Costas uh, said this fact. You up, actually boys? might have heard it. What's up, boys? What's going on? Hold up one sec. All right. I guess I'll just say the fact of the day. I don't really know what happened with Jimmy, but Dean's still there, right? I'm here. Jimmy is just, you know, a popular guy. Yeah. Uh, So in 1926, the New York Yankees and the St. Louis Cardinals were in the World Series and made it to a game seven. In that game seven in the ninth inning, there were two outs Babe Ruth got on first base after being walked for the fourth time that day. He did go one for one with a hit. Now the left field, Bob Musel, uh, a 315 hitter that season, was up to the plate with uh, Lou Gehrig on deck. Ruth stole second base and was caught stealing to end the World Series, making the Cardinals the 1926 World Series champion. Uh, Ruth was out by 10 feet, and they say he just put his head down and walked straight back to the dugout, and after the game, he said, I tried to steal because I thought they wouldn't expect it. Wow, I did not know that. That was the fact? We, I don't even think you heard the whole fact because you left, but yeah. now I'm here. It's a good fact.
2: I, I, think it, uh, I think it's a good fact. It's cool to know, but if you look at Ruth's size – why would you like? Even if they didn't expect it, they're still gonna throw you out by ten feet.
0: Well, I also read he was he was a five hundred. Uh, had a five hundred stealing percentage that season. A Fifty percent. Four
2: bags.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know how many bags he stole.
2: Okay, well, fifty percent. Like if you brought a, a test home and said, "Hey, I got a fifty percent." Like no one's happy about that. It's not a great stealing percentage, I'm not
0: gonna lie to you. JD I'd never lie to you. Well, that was my fact. I thought it was something neat to know, something you didn't know. I'll I'll one up
2: you on the fact the lifespan of a major league baseball is five to seven pitches.
0: I thought it was like twelve. I thought it was less than that, honestly.
2: (laughs) It sounds about right though. But if you crazy so are you telling me if I throw a baseball seven times and no one touches it, it's dead?
0: No.
1: Just usually it well, doesn't think, work like that.
0: Think about it every time. If someone throws a breaking ball in the dirt, you get a new ball. Someone foul ball. Someone gets a hit.
2: Yeah, I don't understand that. At the PG event, we rocked the same ball after it was fouled off the dugout and went right back to the pitcher, and he still used it. Why? Because they don't care.
0: <laughs> you no, know, but you know what I have a question on? Why do they change the ball, like, really quick? Why do they change the ball? With, say, like, he throws a curveball and spins it in the dirt. Why do they change the ball for that? But if a guy just, like, ropes a ball down the line, all the way down the left field uh, line, it's still in the grass, and it's in, the, like, uh, the gravel on the track, and they don't, they don't switch the ball. Like, it hit the dirt. Why don't they switch the ball then?
2: I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I would have to ask the catcher why it's an automatic thing.
0: Yeah, I I never understood that. Um, So, All-Star selections uh, came out. uh, The ballot's over. We have our starters and reserves. Uh, Not really going to go over the starters, but real quick, if you wanted to know, catcher Gary Sanchez for the American League. First base is Carlos Santana, the Indians. Second base is the greatest hitter of all time, DJ LeMahieu. Uh, third base is Alex Bregman, shortstop Horry Polanco, outfield Mike Trout, George Springer, and Michael Brantley. And the DH is Hunter Pence, but he will not play because he's on the injured uh, injured list and he got hurt. Um, so the reserves real quick. James McCann, Jose Abreu, Daniel Vogelbach, who should not be on this. And they, they, like, they need to change this rule with this stupid, everybody needs a participation trophy to be on the team.
2: I I just I, I Boone said it best it's a joke that Glaiber's not in there and I wonder if he got screwed because he played shortstop for the majority of the beginning of the the, the first half of the season and it's unfair because he's, he's hitting 298 with 19 bombs and 50 RBIs that's an all-star any day of the week.
0: Yeah, Brandon Lowe is on him. Like I I'm not going to lie, don't think that I'm biased with the Yankees. I was I was I wasn't mad. I wasn't as mad that Torres wasn't on it, but I was also kind of pissed that Xander Bogarts wasn't on the team.
2: Yeah, I, like I, I'm not. I'm not being biased here. There are there are ballplayers that should be on this list. But I don't like, and and it's just because if you look at their numbers for a second baseman, and and it's one of those like even like even Xander like a lot of these infielders are going up against top tier you know, infielders that get votes because they're popular and all that. I, I get all that. But when you look like, first of all, the all-star selection means a lot to these guys. Even if you threw them in left field and they dropped a fly ball, I don't think they would care. You know, like I, I think that, that there should be, how many guys make it 20,
0: 20, 25. Probably more than that. I think there's like 64 people in the all-star game total. Okay, so what is it, like 32 per team? Yeah, something like that. They have more pitchers than because like every,
2: because every team needs to represent. Yeah. Know? Yeah, like that's the, that's the thing that's, that's, that, that gets me, which is like, okay, if, if, if you don't have an, an all, like the, the way they, they should do it the way the NBA does it, which is like you don't need a representative in the game, you need a representative for the weekend. So, like, if you have someone in the home run derby, that should be enough
0: okay yeah. but let's go over this real quick Brandon Lowe on the raise he's not going to be like this participation thing that I was talking about because Austin Meadows is already on the raise and he was he's already a reserve in the outfield Brandon Lowe is a replacement for an injury and he plays second base and he's batting 276 with 16 home runs anybody, yeah. anybody want to guess what like Glaber is right now I know what he is, is he's, he's 298 with yeah He's batting almost 300.
2: Yeah, he's hitting 298 with 19 bombs and 50 RBIs. I looked it up last night when I saw that he got in with 276, 16 bombs, and 49 RBIs. And the thing is, is like, I, I don't, like, if you take Brandon Lowe off this team, okay, are they still going to compete? Yeah. You know, if you took Glyber off the Yanks, and I'm not being biased, but if you took Glyber off the Yanks for the first half of the season, you know, where would they be? Not where they're at. And the thing, the, the thing that, you know, I asked my dad, like, like, why do you think this is? And my dad brings up a legit point is, do you think his home runs, and I, I disagreed with him, but do you think his home runs, the 19 of them, I think he's hit nine or 10 off the Orioles. Do you think that has anything to do with the fact why he's not getting a little more love for the power that he's had this year?
0: No, because they're baseball games.
2: I agree with you. That's why I disagree, but it's an interesting thought, which is like, okay, well, if, you know, how many people said that A-Rod hit meaningless home runs when they were up 11-0 and he would hit a solo bomb? That's still a home run. At the end of the day, who cares? The stat sheet still says that's a plus one on the home run category.
0: Exactly. But like even this guy, Daniel Vogelbach, how was Luke Voigt not on the team? This guy carried the team in the first half when everybody was hurt. He was the third batter. And he's batting like 280 now. I mean, I know he just went on the IL, but they did the reserves before he was hurt.
2: I don't think that I – think, I think it's one of those things where – and this is where I'm being biased. I don't think they want to stack the team with Yanks.
0: Well, how is Rafael Devers not on the team?
2: He's I agree. beating 330. I agree with that too.
0: Like, even, like, why is, like, Matt Chapman on the team? Why is Brandon... Like, even, like, Raphael Devers could have took Brandon Lowe's spot. Lowe, however you pronounce his name. Lowe. Like, why is Mookie Betts on the team? Mookie Betts is not having an MVP season.
2: Yeah, I mean, Devers has 14 bombs hitting three twenty eight with 58 RBIs. That's an all-star.
0: Mookie Betts is batting two sixty five, and he's an all-star.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's...
0: It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I, I understand the rest of them, and I think that's fair. But even, like, I, how is Adam Adovino not on this? John Means of the Orioles, by the way, definitely deserves this. He's been absolutely lights out for them. He has, like, a 1.67 ERA for the Orioles. But, like, I mean, it's just stuff like that. Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe, like, he'll be a replacement somehow. Like, I'm sure there's other people that definitely deserve this. You know, another guy I also think we're about to get in the NL, but Cole Hamels, he should have been on this team. Cole Hamels has under a 3RA, and he's, I think he has seven wins for the team. I think he's, he might be 7-5 and five for the Cubs. But, like, how is he not on this team? I've always liked Cole Hamels. Yeah, and obviously, uh, what is it? Henju uh, Roo got the start, got the nod for uh, the National League. I don't think they've really said anything for who's going to get the nod for uh, – the american dude, league but if i had you should you should you should grill.
1: ryu is disgusting dude he got Holy absolutely good
0: got rocked yeah whatever he got rocked like what was it like two days ago okay. rockies he gave it like seven runs all
1: right, all right but the the product as a whole is very good
2: very good
0: Uh, I'm not not sold on Ottavino. Why? Because the one bad, one bad outing. What was it against the Mets, like last night or two nights ago?
2: I think he has the. I think he has the most filthy slider I've ever seen next to Chapman and like Andrew Miller. You know his slider's filthy. I'm just not sold on him. Like, and and here's the thing is like I don't know. Maybe I've been watching too much Britain lately. You know, Britain Britain has turned into Brad Lidge. Like I'm gonna throw one pitch. Lidge was the slider. Britain's just the sinker. And I just, no, I, I'm I'm running out of patience for Britain.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the National League starters are going to be Wilson Contreras from the Cubs at catcher. Freddie Freeman won that battle with Josh uh, Bell. Uh, Kendall Marte, second base, third base, Nolan Ryan, shortstop Javier Baez, outfield Christian Yellich, Cody Bellinger, and Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, Nolan, it's pretty fair. I think that's a very stacked lineup. And I actually kind of think they have a little bit of an advantage over the American League. Nolan Arenado. You said Nolan Ryan. Oh, I did. Nolan Arenado. My bad. You're good. That would have been cool
2: to see Nolan Ryan play third, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's going to be a good game, but because it doesn't mean anything,
0: I'm probably not going to watch it. Yeah. it's kind. I guess it's more like if it's in your city, I guess you'd probably go to see it. <laughs> Check it off your bucket list, but I'm more yeah. excited for the Home Run Derby for sure. I'm mean, a huge Home Run Derby guy. Huge Derby guy. Huge Derby guy.
1: Yo, Pete Alonzo. Bring it home. Don't worry about it.
0: Hold yeah, on. for sure. And if anybody deserves to be the DH for the game, it's definitely Josh Bell. Hold on. How, I mean, how, many, guys, how many guys are in this thing? On the what? team? No, okay, in the eight. Derby eight. We're gonna go in that in a second because we're gonna have our monthly predictions, So I don't want to get really get into that.
2: Oh, I just I, I think we should each take three. If there's ten people in, the, how many people are in the in the derby total when it's all said and done? Eight people. Okay, then I think we should each take two and then leave two on the board. Okay, and just give them to Austin. There. <laughs> okay.
0: I don't understand what you're saying. What do you mean, take them on the board? Whoever hits the most formats. Oh, okay, like a little bet. I mean, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know what you were saying. But, yeah, that's basically – I didn't really want to dive too much into that because I'm sure you've heard it on MLB Network and other other radio shows and other things. But that's basically the All-Star stuff. It's probably going to be a little bit more replacements. Do you guys know if there's a final vote this year? Did they get rid of that with the new ballot-like system?
1: Yeah, I think to get rid of it.
0: That's I always, I always, I always, I
2: always like one more fan vote.
0: I always like the final vote, uh, vote because I like the two teams combining together to get both their fan bases to like. I always like that. Kind of sucks. But, to stop that. If the All Star game doesn't matter,
2: they just enter, they should do what the NBA does and have them pick teams.
0: Yeah. But the coverage for that All-Star Game uh, begins on Sunday. Sunday is the Celebrity All-Star Game, which no one really watches. But if you do watch it, it's Sunday. I think it's at it's earlier. And the Futures Game is also Sunday. Monday is the Home Run Derby. And Tuesday is the All-Star Game with the red carpet uh, show. Obviously all in Cleveland this year. Um, so let's go over the Home Run Derby. Not who we think are, is going to win, because that's going to be part of the monthly predictions. But we're just going to go over... Who's in it right now? So they finally announced all 10 people last night on ESPN uh, about, I think, 10 o'clock. Uh, so we already knew that Christian Yelich was going to be in there. He has 31 bombs. Pete Alonzo, 28. Josh Bell, 25. Ronald Acuna Jr., 20. Carlos Santana with 18. And Vlad Jr., 8. And then the two that we didn't know at the time were Jock Peterson and Alex Bregman. My question to you guys is, who is going to hit the furthest ball at the home run derby?
2: It's hundred percent gonna be Vlad Jr. It's thousand
0: percent gonna be Guerrero. Who's gonna hit the most bombs, though? No, that, see, that's part of the. I don't want. I don't want to get into that because that's our question. All right.
1: Well, let's just do the question right now. Who do you think is gonna
0: win? We're not there yet. We are there yet. We'll just do it right now. Yeah, we're there. Uh, we're there. Who do I think is gonna win? Yeah, Christian Yelich. The only thing that scares me though is that he's up against Vlad Jr., and that's the only person I think that would beat him. I think
1: Jock Peterson's going to win.
0: But if I had to guess, if I had to guess someone else, it probably would be Josh Bell.
2: Jock I'm going. Go I'm going. I'm going to go with the rookie. I'm going. I'm going with Alonzo. Such a
1: Knicks thing this year.
2: Well, you know, New York needs all the uplifting we can get right now. So let's go Pete Alonzo.
0: Oh, did you guys see that crazy thing on, uh, what is it, SNY? Like they cover the Mets. That's like their television broadcast. Did you see their tweet? No, wasn't it? They said, who would you rather have in your organization? Pete Alonzo or Aaron Judge? That's not even comparable.
1: Yeah, Pete Alonzo.
0: Are you crazy? I know you're just. Why why would you say Aaron Judge? Because he's probably 30 times better. Not even probably. He is. Aaron Judge has played more than one season in the Bigs. Aaron Judge, he did hit 50 home runs. I, I don't think Pete Alonso has. Aaron Judge won rookie of the year. Aaron Judge was second place in an MVP voting and probably will win an MVP. I'm sure Pete Alonso will too, but Aaron Judge is a better baseball player than Pete Alonso is. That's just your opinion, man. That was a joke of a question by SNY. I don't know how you even say that, Pete Alonzo.
2: Look, Alonzo's going to be really good. Yeah, agreed. Alonzo's going to be very good. And, and, here, and here's the reason why that, that conversation is, is even being brought up. He's 24. Okay, he's probably the brightest thing the Mets have had since a young David Wright. Um, you know what I mean? So it's, it's a comparable question. If you look at both of their, their, their rookie seasons, the numbers are comparable. The only reason why I don't feel like this is a discussable topic is because he plays first base.
0: Well, not only that, he hasn't even played a full season. That's why I was like, what do you like? That's not even a question right now.
2: I know, but, you know, Judge does have a history of getting hurt.
0: Okay. I. Okay, the first sign of, like, any injury-prone stuff was this year with the oblique. He got hit in the wrist. That's not his fault. Someone threw a ball at him. So other than that, no, he, he doesn't have an injury, like, past, really. No, he doesn't. That was the first time he was on the I.L. was last year when he broke his wrist, which was not his fault because he got hit by a ball.
2: I think it's I think it's more of a comparable argument than you think. Oh no, I was just I was just really shocked to see that. But but that's what that's what you're going to get in a New York media. They always ask these ridiculous questions, but I think it's more of an argument that that, that you're giving it credit for. All right. And but, the only and the only reason why why you don't want to even come close to this is because Judge is going to be bigger than Jeter was if he continues to be healthy. Agreed. Correct.
0: I'm totally but,
2: ju- that. But, but Judge is 27, Alonzo's is 24. So if we, if we reevaluate this in the next two years, you might have a different
0: answer. All right, well, we're not having technical difficulties, but it looks like Jimmy is because he lost his internet. that's a problem and it is because we were just about to go into monthly predictions so maybe he'll get back on the call hopefully he will but while we wait for him we are going to go over the monthly predictions uh let's go over june real quick uh the first question we had last month was will aaron judge be back for the London series that takes place on june 22nd me and Jimmy both said yes we both were correct bonus question troy tillowiski and stanton join him i said yes to stanton and he did too and he said no to troy tillowiski we were both correct uh, which, team currently holding, uh, which team will hold the wildcard spots in each league by July? I said the Rays and Red Sox. I was wrong. The Rays uh, are the only t- uh, team right now. The Athletics have the other spot. And I said the Phillies and Cubs, and I was correct with both. Jimmy said the Red Sox and the Yankees. He was wrong, and he said the Braves, and I have no other answer, and he was wrong with both. The Braves are leading the NL East right now. Question three. Where's Dallas Keuchel going? We both said the Yankees. We both were wrong. Uh, And fourth question: Which player player currently on the IL will have the biggest impact for his team? I said Didi Gregorius. I was correct. Jimmy said Giancarlo Stanton, and he was wrong. And question five: Which struggling star will it turn? Will turn out to be turn it around by the end of the month? I said Ian Desmond would turn it around, and yes, he has. He has batted 385 over his last 15 games, over his last 30 games, which is basically a month. He has batted over 300. Uh, He has brought his average up, I believe, to around a 280. Correct me if I'm wrong, but before, at the beginning of June, his batting average was 234, so he brought it up very high. And Jimmy said Walker Buehler, And this was the part that I texted you yesterday that you were going to have to decide which one of us were right. Obviously, Jimmy's not here, so he can't really say his side. But Walker Bueller did have a good month. So my question to you is, who gets the point? Ian Desmond batted 385 the last 15 games and well over 300 the last 30 games. But Walker Bueller absolutely shoved this month. So it's your choice.
2: Oh, man. I mean, I feel I feel like I'm on uh, uh, around the horn right now. Um, I, I probably have to give you both points because Desmond's sitting at 282 and has turned it around, and Bueller has has shoved the last month. I don't even know if he's lost. I don't. I don't think he's. I don't. I don't think he lost a game in June.
0: Yeah, I mean, I saw the other night he was absolutely like out. He's back. Yeah. He was in a little bit of the funk, and he's doing well now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I would have to give you both points because I, I don't D- – different positions, I, I think I think a, a point can be given to both.
0: All right, well, that makes the tally board. Uh, myself right now, J.D., has seven points, and Jimmy right now has four and a half points. I demolished Jimmy this month and I'm looking forward to doing it again. Um, but Dean, since you have not played, I guess by the end of the year, if it's somewhat close, maybe we'll have like a tiebreaker type of thing in December. Uh, but you're going to start playing this game today.
2: Maybe like, a, maybe like a double jeopardy.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, but if we're just blowing you out, we're not doing that. But I don't think that's going to happen because Dean is very knowledgeable about baseball. So it's time for this month's monthly predictions for July. July. First question this month, Christian Yelich currently has 31 home runs. Will he hit 40 home runs by the end of this month?
2: Um, I think the – when's the Derby, next weekend or this weekend? The Derby is on Monday. On, on Monday? Okay, so I think he wastes all of his home runs in the Derby. I'm going to go no.
0: You know what, for fun, because if he does it, I think everybody's going to be freaking out that he's definitely going to hit over 60 home runs. And for the, just for fun, yes, he is. We'll get Jimmy's answer uh, if he gets the internet back on, or we'll just, I'll, I'll just get his answers through text, and we'll talk about it uh, next month. Question two, who will win the home run derby? I said Christian Yelich. I'm sticking with that. Like I said, if I had to go with someone else, it'd be Josh Bell. Who do you think will win the 2019 Home Run Derby?
2: I'm going... I would say say Vlad Jr., but I think he's going to hit so many balls that are 450 feet plus that he's going to have to wait for his swing, so I'm going to go Pete Alongo. All right, good choice,
0: good choice. And question three, uh, who will be The all-star game MVP. My answer, this is the year the National League's finally going to beat the American League. And Christian Jelic is going to take them to that win. I know I picked him for the home run derby, but he is just a game changer. And I really do think that he's going to be the MVP. I just see him right now going for like two for three right now with like a homer and a double. With like four RBIs or something. I could see it right now.
2: I'm going to go – oh, this is tough. I'm going to go with oh, – I'm, I'm stuck. I'm torn between both third basemen. Um, Nolan and Bregman. Bregman
0: did win it last year. I know. And that's why I'm, I'm going to go Arenado. Oh, so you do think the National League will win? Um, it usually goes to the team that wins. So if the American league w- wins and that's a,
2: well, that's garbage because I feel like if he goes two for three with two bombs and they lose in the ninth, it still should be him.
0: I mean, I don't know if that's how it works, but like more, it's more likely the team that wins is going to get the MVP. That's usually how it goes.
2: I'll go, I'll go there Renato, but, do, but just for the record, I still think the AL wins. So I'm, I'm hoping I can do something. Like uh, I just want, like I want to be a pioneer. That's just what I want to be.
0: <laughs> and question four for this month. Uh, we're getting, cl- uh, we're getting close to the trade deadline. Um, it's July 31st, actually. Uh, who will be traded by the end of this month? My answer: is Shane Green of the Detroit Tigers will be traded this month. Listen, relievers are the big is the big market now in baseball. Like we said, last podcast with the analytics, we're stepping away from starting pitching and we need, you need a good bullpen. If you're going into the postseason. and the Detroit Tigers are not having a good season, they will not be making the postseason. And guess what? They're going to be trying to make their team better for the seasons to come. And I think Shane green is going to be gone. I don't think they're going to get a lot of huge prospects for him wherever he ends up going, but he will be leaving Detroit. I think Max Scherzer. Oh, I wish I don't see it though. Max I Scherzer will be gone. You think
2: I, I think he unloads, I think someone unloads
0: the bank on him. Bonus, who will that be? Um, I if I had to guess, I think Shane Green would go to the Braves or maybe even the Red Sox, which would kind of suck, but I wouldn't be surprised.
2: Uh for a bonus, where does Scherzer go? You're going to hate my answer.
0: You're going to hate my answer. Where's he going? I think he goes to the Red Sox. Wow. You, you know, and usually I could like see, I really don't see that.
2: Uh, I don't see it either, but <laughs> it, sales not anywhere where they want them to be. And if they're, if they're within five games, You know, they're two and a half out of a wild card spot. That gets you in. And then all of a sudden, if you get in and you have Sale and Scherzer...
0: Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I I said it last podcast. I mean, I don't know about the Red Sox. I did think that there was a possibility he can go to the Rays, though, (laughs) because they have the farm system to unload for him. And, like, like, the clock is ticking to where I think, like, they... Like, they need to, like, make a postseason push, like, this season.
2: They need to make the playoffs this year.
0: Yeah, like, they need to. And I, I would, it would not surprise me if they trade for them.
2: Yeah, it's desperation time for them.
0: Yeah, and uh, question five, last question for this month. What team will make up the most ground in the standings who are currently behind, obviously not in first place? My question, uh, my answer actually contradicts your answer for the last question. I think the Nationals are going to turn it around. They've been playing great ball. Um, you know, I mean, I see them making a wild card push. I don't see them. At no means, I don't see them uh, winning the division at all. I think that's either going to be a battle between the Braves and uh, the Phillies. I do think the Braves will win that in the end. But I see the Nationals turning it around this month. Uh, I don't know if they're over five hundred yet. They might, if they are, they're barely over. But I do think that they'll turn it around by the end of this month.
2: And 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 it's funny you say that because like as I was talking about it, I, I was sitting there thinking like I should probably say Bumgardner, but um, if if the Nationals are in contention, they will not unload Scherzer.
0: Well, of course.
2: If if they slip to below five hundred. Before the end of the month, he's gone. Um, but for sake of conversation, I will say, "Oh man, um, I'll go with the Angels." Go with the Angels. Right. They're sitting a game over five hundred. Um, I don't. Th- I don't think they come close to winning the division. Um, I-, I was going to say Athletics, but I feel like they're. You know, I, I feel like they're they're solid right now so i don't think that's much of a sleeper um, but yeah i'll go i'll go angels to be and even and even for sake of conversation i'll give you a number i'll think th- i think they'll be less than two games i think they'll be i think they'll be less than two games back in a wild card spot at the end of the month
0: all right, well, that basically wraps up our uh, monthly predictions. We'll let you know about that uh, at the beginning of August, I guess. Um, so real quickly, uh, some cool moments, actually, from last night. Uh, Bryce Harper got his 1,000th career hit and his 200th, uh, 200th home run in the same at-bat. Uh, he's, this is the first time this has ever happened to where a player reached two milestones in his career. Uh, that's pretty cool. Did you even see the guy actually threw the ball back on the field? And I'm sure right when he threw that ball and he saw Bryce Harper waving his hand like, hey, I want the ball— he probably felt like an idiot because he just missed an opportunity to meet Bryce Harper.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's just a stupid move. Where did he hit it? Do you, uh, where where was he? Sun Trust Park, Braves. Yeah, I mean, the guy's just an idiot.
0: Yeah, and it barely got over. It, like, scraped right over. He got the ball right away and just chucked it back in the field. And Bryce Harper was rounding second, waving his hand uh, like, hey, I want the ball. And, I mean, that was the end of it, I guess. And after yeah. the game, he said, hey, even though we lost, I mean – you know, it's a cool milestone, and luckily the guy threw the ball back in, and I got the ball.
2: Yeah, I mean, the guy, the, the guy that, that got it clearly had no idea what he just did.
0: Oh, yeah, he lost, like, uh, a picture with Bryce Harper and maybe even, like, an autograph or two.
2: Yeah, he's an idiot.
0: Yeah. Uh, Max Scherzer is having his second child on the way actually today on the 4th of July. Um, so hope all goes well for him. But uh, did you see his bullpen session in the Expos uniform? I did not. So he was throwing his bullpen because he's uh, going to be uh, on a – on a, what's it called? Fraternity leave. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be going on that. Um, so yeah, he was throwing his bullpen because he is supposed to pitch on Sunday, which is I guess a throwback day and they will be wearing their Expos uniforms on Sunday. So in order to prepare for his game, he, I guess, wore his Expos uniform in the bullpen. I mean, the type of competitor he is that he he said he did it because he wanted to feel the uniform on him to make sure he was comfortable with it and everything. Like I mean, I I, I just love this guy the way he competes, just the way he goes out through his day and the way he prepares himself.
2: Uh, he's got a he's got a bulldog menta- mentality, you know, and. The Expo uniforms are, I've always liked, so I'm going to have to I'll, – I'll Google that the second this is over.
0: Yeah, we. I think they need to do that, that like once a year at least more often. Just like the Marlins, they're actually having their throwbacks where they're wearing the teal in the middle of July, I believe. But uh, next up, Tommy LaStella is going to be out for a while with a broken t- uh, tibula right before the all-star game he was a reserve uh sucks he's having such a good season he was batting over 300 i think he has 16 bombs he might even have more i mean that sucks yeah it's a uh, bad timing shitty luck yeah um and real uh real quickly i don't want to dive into this too much i mean it's not old news but i mean we're still uh the baseball world's still mourning over this i feel like we talk about this way too much and it happens too much uh Another young star passed away. Tyler Skaggs passed away at the age of 27 on Monday when he was found in this hotel room. Uh, police say that there was no suicide attempt or foul play uh, found. But uh, just pray for the families, friends, teammates, fans, anyone who like he touched in his life. I mean, that, it sucks. I, like another one gone way too soon.
2: That, that's an unfortunate event. He was a fan favorite out there. He's a, he's a hometown kid. Um, really unfortunate to hear, you know, you just pray for the families, you know, um, and, and it, and it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, something comes out where it was just a, a natural cause and, and they just happened to miss it. You know, it's, um, it's just one of those things that it, it, it's, it's sad to see, sad to see.
0: Yeah. And, you know, all you hear about in all these interviews with Mike Trout and everyone was just that, like, he was just. Like he treated everybody like he was his best friend, is what I heard from Andrew Heaney. And you know, I feel absolutely horrible for like someone like Trevor Bauer, someone like uh Andrew Heaney, even like that was his throwing partner. They came up and like grew up together in the league. I mean, Trevor Bauer, they knew each other at a uh, in the Diamondbacks organization in their early careers. But uh yeah, Tyler Sags was drafted in the first round in two thousand nine by the Los Angeles Angels. And found his way back there after two years in the MLB. It was the seventh season this year. He went seven and seven with I think a little bit over a four ERA. But uh, the, his manager Brad Osmus always said that he he would he had the potential to be something big. And I actually thought he did too. You know, I always I remember watching him all the way back in 2012. Like yeah, I always thought that like he could he could he could have been something. I, I did think that. And you know, there were even talks in the beginning of this offseason that he was gonna get traded to the Yankees when the Yankees were looking for James Paxton. They were thinking about trading for him. So, I mean, but yeah, just unfortunate. I mean, you have any else, anything else to say about that?
2: No, it's just really sad. It's really sad.
0: Yeah, and a perfect tribute for um, his best friend, Patrick Corbin of the Nationals, honored his teammate by wearing his um, Tyler Sag's number 45 uh, I believe it was two nights ago. He's normally number 46. Uh, Sags was Corbin's best friend, and they grew up together uh, in the Diamondbacks organization together. Corbin went seven innings, one run, seven Ks, and it was one of his better performances as a National. And the fact that he took the mound after something like this—I mean, the courage and just like the commitment you had to have—and you know, like he just wanted to do it to pay a tribute to his friend. I mean, and not only that, I, I just—I can't—I—I I, I don't know, I. I can't imagine what like the team's going through and not only that. And I say, especially pitchers because I know because I am a pitcher and I believe pitchers have a different bond with other pitchers than any other teammate because you're just, it's the PO life. You're always around each other. You're in the bullpen. You have your throwing partner, you know, when they're out on the field, you're sitting in the dugout with like, usually your pitcher, your pitching friends and you, you're always around each other. You go out to dinner. I'm sure when you're in the MLB with the pitching guys and, you know, for the pitchers, I I, I think it's just going to be so hard, and I feel so so bad for them,
2: especially with pitchers and catchers reporting early to spring training, um, and, and the fact that you know Corbin did that that dedication to him. It doesn't surprise me that that he shoved that game. It's you know we see that many times where you know um, someone passes away, and 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 the following game is is just dominated by the people that are playing for them it's like a an extra motivation it's you know whether it's an act of God they're you know they're out there you know making sure those barrels swing over pitches whatever it is it's just one of those things you can't explain but you know it's it's always good to see um the camaraderie that that the entire league has when when someone goes down like that and and it's 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 sad and you know you can only you can only pray for you know, positivity from here. And that was part of the reason why I chose the angels for, for going on a little run.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, just another one gone too soon. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Tyler Skaggs. He was, uh, only 27 years old, but, uh, that basically wraps up, uh, this edition of major league talk, uh, Dean, happy 4th of July. Uh, you you do what, you got any uh, big plans today? I have,
2: I have nothing planned for today. I got to go to Orlando for a perfect game event tomorrow. But I'm going to leave you with this final thought. I know we ended on a, sad, on a sad segment, but let's pop some fireworks and turn it around with some positivity right here. JD, are you ready? I am. Gliber Torres is an all-star.
0: I don't know if you can hear it in the mic, but that's clapping right there. And that's I, a, a well I, job done finally by the reserve, like ballot people, whoever they are. I thought they were a bunch of idiots before,
2: but it's about right, right where he belongs. So
0: who that's- is he replacing? Uh, Brandon Lowe. Uh, did, did Brandon Lowe get hurt, or they were like, uh, actually, this guy's not as good as Glaber Torres. Let's put Glaber Torres in instead. Okay. Well, he got
2: hurt, but uh, oh. it's okay. They. Two rights don't make a wrong. True. Two two wrongs don't make a right.
0: Well, tell you what I'm going to be doing for the rest of the day. A little bit of fireworks, probably hot dogs like a true American and like the fourth of the population probably watching season three of Stranger Things.
2: I will text you the second I'm four episodes deep.
0: You're watching it right now as we're talking?
2: No, I got to wait for my girlfriend or she'll kill me.
0: Oh, dude, I already watched the first two. It's so good. Demogorgon style. <laughs> yeah, but if you actually don't even watch that show, you probably should. It's a really good show. But, uh, yeah, happy Fourth of July to everybody. Uh, happy holidays. Have uh, safe, safe travels if you're traveling away for the holidays. Um, but, yeah, you have anything else, Dean?
2: That's it. Congratulations to Gliber. Well-deserved, and uh, I'm glad it could have happened while we're on the show
0: yeah for sure we're about to end it yeah but yep that's all for this edition of major league talk we'll see you next time